All right, it's a late win, June 28, 2023. My name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. For me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Thank you for joining me this evening. I want to do a just a live stream about how to walk through and do common law, uh, just a common law action using notices, petitioning servants in government to get rid of cheat machines, to get rid of the fraudulent machines in election. Uh, before I do that, I want to... Um, establish a couple different things. The first thing is, according to my friend Seth Keschel yesterday, uh, Spalding County, Georgia, the county commissioners at a 5-0 vote, I'll just read this, as promised, Spalding County, Georgia, commissioners pushed to defund electronic voting systems, removing $85,000 from the election board's budget. We'll get to that in here in a second. Tonight, the board, in a 5-0 vote, gave its consent for the Spalding County Board of Elections to take whatever action they deem reasonably prudent to carry out open, fair, and transparent elections to include using paper ballots instead of the flawed machines. The next elections board meeting will be held on this measure in July 11. I want to point out a couple different things. There are a lot of people who have done and are doing really good work in the Patriot movement to get rid of machines, to fight for election integrity. I am in no way disparaging them, taking away from them, nor am I saying that I know how to do it better. What I am doing is I am going to show, by God's grace, what the law of the land is, and Lord willing, teach and instruct and show people how to, by right, by their right secured in the Constitution, rid the machines because they want to, not because of statutes or court cases or government actors or anything else. You and I are in a republic, a constitutional republic. A republic means that the administration of the government is open to the people. And a constitutional republic means that the law of the land is that which is laid down, the Constitution. The Constitution is an express public trust, which means by you know definition of express, it's written. Public, it's for the public, and it's a trust indenture. We can talk about that here in a second. But I want to say that this Spalding County, Georgia, five county commissioners got rid of the machines by eliminating it from their budget. This is just one way to do it. And you recognize, and some would call this the doctrine of the lesser magistrate, where the lesser, the lower level government officials, the lower level servants, do the will of the people. And this is good. I want to completely applaud this. I think this is great. I think it's a good, um, a good thing. What I'm going to speak about tonight is a completely different paradigm, uh, one that I would argue looks at the law of the land and says, let's action that there. But this is just evidence that Spalding County, Georgia, got rid of the machines. They will no doubt face election challenges. They're no doubt face court challenges, lawsuit challenges. And I want to speak to that if I can. To begin, I want to just give you a brief rundown of what our government is. The Constitution, let me do this like this. The Constitution, let's do this. This is we the people. Right there. We the people. These guys are also called the founders of government. Right? These guys they founded government they wrote our constitution 
And our Constitution is an express public trust. Express, it's written down, right? It's it's written. That's why it's important to be written. You can see the reflection of my family in the background. They're cute. Express, it's written. Public, it's for uh, the governance. It's, it's for everyone to understand. It's for everyone to see. It's in the public. And it's a trust. Now, what you have to understand is that in a trust, you have grantors here. Our founding fathers were grantors or settlers, depending on how you want to look at it in the trust law. Grantors or settlers. Grantors make a trust. Then they populate it with power. They populate it with property. They populate it with something that the trust protects. And then the laws of the trust are what's written down. And then there, there's going to be trustees. Trustees are the ones that use the power. Trustees use the power of the trust only after they swear an allegiance to the trust or they are qualified by how the trust says you have to be qualified in order to use the power. And the trust is only beneficial to the beneficiaries. This is the beneficiary. Beneficiary. And in normal parlance, that is the people. So the people are the beneficiaries of government. Our founding fathers created government. They populated it with power. They, they gave us an express public trust. That power can only be used by qualified actors, by qualified trustees, people that are sworn to the Constitution. And whenever they're sworn to the Constitution, when they're sworn to the Constitution, then and only then can they use power. And that power from the trust can only ever be used for the benefit of the beneficiary, in this case, the people. Now, what you have not been taught in your civics class is that we, the people, create government because this government, even though that this document exists, this is an expression of government. Now, government is not like a physical thing. It's not like this eraser. It's not like, you know, uh, my phone. It's, it's not a physical thing. Government is a belief about the world and how ideas are shaped. And so every single day, every single time, government is being established by people. So all the, all the people in this nation are founding government according to the Constitution because we all recognize that the Constitution is authoritative. That is the law of the land. And so whenever we all submit to the law of the land, we, we perform and we go according to what's written. Now, government, because it's of the mind, it's not like a physical thing. These trustees, whenever they swear their oath, they're using this power according to what this is saying. The people are the founders, and we created government. So we, the people, are actually upstream from the Constitution. Now, I want to point out, because just remember that, because I'm going to erase it. Now, here in the state of Georgia, you had people, you had founders in Georgia make the Georgia Constitution, okay? And this Georgia Constitution gives power to the legislative 
Most of them call it uh, the executive assemblies. Legislative. So the Georgia Constitution says that there can be a legislature, and that legislature can do all sorts of different things. That legislature is then populated by a bunch of trustees, and these trustees, right, the legislature is populated by a bunch of trustees, and then those trustees are going to pass legislation, right, called statutes. These statutes are only for the people in government to benefit the beneficiaries. So these laws right here, these statutes from the trustees are not to regulate these people. These laws, these statutes are only for people in the government, other trustees, to defend and benefit these people. So whenever a legislature is passing laws, the purpose of these laws can only be for the benefit of the people. Now the Georgia Constitution also says that there can be something called a county. And this county can have other trustees called the county commissioners. Commish. So these trustees in the county are the ones who made the decision at this level to use power from the county, from the Constitution, to benefit the people by getting rid of the machines. Now what I'm about to, and so that's what happened, is that the county commissioners did this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to explain how these people right here can put themselves right here as the people I'm going to explain how these people can come to government as these people and because people have all political power, have all inherent political power into themselves, these people right here are actually upstream from the Constitution. And we're going to say how the Constitution secures these people to tell these people, these people, and anybody else that is sworn to this what these guys can do. So we want to applaud the Spalding County, Georgia, uh, Spalding County, Georgia County Commissioners by getting rid of the machines, but they did it as trustees as part of a fiction, a legal fiction, a corporate entity, and that corporate en entity ha only has granted permissions because of the Constitution. What we want to do is we want to come as one of the people by right. We want to use our rights we want to come by right to tell all these guys and all these guys what this means so that they can say, okay, we're not going to pay attention to this stuff. We're not going to pay attention to this stuff. We're going to pay attention to these guys. Because people created government. Government defines what the uh, derivatives can do. And the derivatives can only use power as long as it's benefiting the people. So if the people have bad elections, we need to reassert our position this we need to reassert this position and start to understand our constitutions so that we can start to write these guys and tell them what to do and that's what I want to do tonight that's what I want to do tonight I'll just walk you through and we'll, we'll go through all of this so that's the conceptual that's conceptually what's happening 
Oh, and by the way, if you want to support this work as I'm about to go around the country and start to do stuff, the best way to do that is at patriotswitch.com slash jaren, patriotswitch.com slash jaren. It funds my work, helps me continue to do the things that I do. This takes a lot of study, a lot of time, and as you're about to see, I'm going to write these documents for every single state in the union so that normal people like you can use them and explain them to your government trustees. So if you want to do that, you also take your money out of the system. Take it to a 100% American company, American manufacturing, get it away from Walmart and the rest. Switch over to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. The link is in the description below. Appreciate that very much. So I want to do this. I want to uh, share my screen. Here we have, um, this is for, what's it, Georgia. Right, we're going to go to Georgia. Let me let me zoom this in real fast. There we go. But before I go to Georgia, I want to go here. One thing that you guys can do is go to Ballotpedia, and then just type in state constitutions. Ballotpedia, right here. Ballotpedia. Type in Ballotpedia state constitution. Let me let me just show you. Let me just show you. Let's go. I'll just go to our good friend Google. Google. Ballot. Wikipedia state constitution, state constitution. Oh, hold on, let me, let me jihad it. Okay, Ballotpedia state constitution. Go to state constitution right there. Click. Now you've got this. You've got this screen. Let me. Oh, I don't. What is that? <laughs> this is random ads. All right. So state constitution, and now we're going to go down to Georgia because that's what we just got done looking at. We're going to go down to Georgia. Uh, so this is the Georgia State Constitution. And this is the Georgia Preamble. Right? The Georgia Preamble says this, but every state's constitution is going to have some kind of Bill of Rights. You might only understand your Bill of Rights the, that are on the federal constitution, but these are... Uh, there's a lot more of them, and I believe that they're more powerful. Um... You know, I mean, your rights come from God, so ultimately, you know, a right from God is going to be a right from God. Um, so, you know, that's that's good there. But what we want to do is we want to click on that, and we just want to go down that these are these are your rights. If you're in Georgia, well, actually, I mean, if if a right says you have a right in Georgia, rights come from God, then you have a right. If the if the Georgia State Constitution says you have a right, then you also have a right in New York. You have the same one in New York because they all come from God. So what I want to do here is I just want to walk through oh, that oh, stupid picture. Um, I want to do Texas. Hold on. Let me unshare this real fast because I want to do um, Georgia. All right. How do I, okay, view, zoom, okay, now let's do this, okay, there we go. So this is, we're just going to say, um, we're going to do, this is notice of maladministration and elections and unconstitutional form of government. So this is telling, this is telling our government actor what something is. Now, I'm going to go word by word, and we're just going to figure out what all these words mean, because a lot of people don't know what words mean. So if we go to our handy-dandy hand cam, 
and we click at this and I do a pin I want to go to notice where are you at notice 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 blacks so this is Black's Law Dictionary right Black's Law Dictionary Black's Law Dictionary I just want to look up notice notice is nothing more than information the result of observation so we're gonna be looking at stuff now why are we looking at stuff because we live in a republic and I'm getting ahead of myself here but a republic is what a republic is a type of here we go republic a commonwealth that form of government which the administration of affairs is open to all the citizens right Republican government a government in the Republican form, a government of the people, a government by representatives chosen by the people, right? We're really going to be using this today. So we go here. And so this notice of maladministration, let's go to maladministration. Let me find it real fast. Maladministration is just going to mean wrong administration. And this is why it's important to know words because words have meaning and meaning is how you convey understanding. It's how you convey knowledge. So maladministration this term is used in the law books interchangeably with misadministration and both words mean wrong administration so maladministration is wrong administration so we're going to be noticing our sworn actor where's my we're going to be noticing a trustee that has public powers sworn to the constitution that there is wrong administration in what our elections and it's unconstitutional form of government we're first going to say I, and then you're going to say your first and last name. You don't have to do, you don't get crazy, don't do all caps, don't do anything like that, don't think like that. Just just write your name. You're a normal person. You're one of the people. Now, we're coming as one of the people, and I say here, Georgia Constitution, Article 2, or excuse me, Article 1, Section 2, Paragraph 1. Let's go back to our internet. Article 1. What was it? Article 1, where are you at, Georgia? Article 1, Section 2, Paragraph 1. Article 1, Section 2, Paragraph 1. Right? Article 1, Section 2, where are you at, Section 2? We go all the way down to Section 2. You got to read, folks. You got to read. You got to figure out. Okay, Section 2, Paragraph 1. All government of right originates with the people is founded on their will only and is instituted solely for the good of the whole public officers of the tr are the trustees and servants of the people and are at all times amenable to them you see how I say that so whenever we say that we are one of the people I'm one of the people what I'm saying is I'm this guy I'm the I'm these guys this is who I'm saying now, if you remember, let me draw this again. If you remember our relationship, we're going to say people beget constitution. This is the public trust. Then you've got trustee. Then you've got the beneficiary. Okay? So you've got people, you got the Constitution. The Constitution is a public trust. 
The Constitution says that the trustees can only have power and that the Constitution's power is only for the beneficiary, and this is us. This is me and you. So we are the beneficiaries of government. Whenever we use our government in a republic, republic, because we have a republic, we are now these people. So in my private life, when Jaren's just living at his house, doing stuff, you know, just hanging out, that's me. All of government has to defend my rights. Now, when Jaren goes to his government and says, government, y'all are messed up, I don't come as one of these. I come as one of these. I come as the dad. I'm the boss. I'm the master. And that's why this, I mean, that's what this says. I mean, this literally says, all of government, not most of it, not some of it, all of government originates with who? The people. Who am I? I'm, I'm one of these guys. I'm writing my trustee saying, I'm, he, I'm one of these guys. This is who I am. You are here. I am here. You are here. I am here. Now, when these guys take off their hat at the end of the day and they're no longer acting in their official government capacity, well, now they're these guys. And now all government has to defend their rights. That's that's the thing. That's This is the concept. This is the grantor. Makes the public trust. The trust gives power to the trustees. The trustees can only use power to benefit the beneficiaries. And if you see right there, it literally says, Public officers are the trustees and servants of the people and are all times amenable to them. This literally says... The sworn actors are trustees. The Constitution is a public trust. Okay? And because it's a public trust, we're going to go down. And we're going to start looking at this. I'm going to make it a little bit colder in here because it's hot. Uh, where are we at? Where are we at? Okay, so what I wanted to do here is I want to go back to Georgia. And I want, so that's where I just said where that's at. This is Republican in form. We already looked up in Black's Law Dictionary that a Republican form of government is one that's open to the administration by the people. It's one where the people choose their representatives. So a Republican in form of government is just underlying the fact that the people are in charge. We've cited the Constitution that says that we are one of the people. Now, I will say this. The government, so that this is a presumption I'm making. I'm claiming this. I'm one of the people. How does the government prove that I'm not one of the people? I want to, real fast, show you that the government can't prove you're not one of the people. This is a recent case out of the Third Circuit Court of Appeals. Circuit Judge Hardiman wrote this. Byron Range, Brian Range, I should say, appeals the district court summary judgment rejecting his claim that the felon, federal felony in possession law violates his Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms, quote, we agree with Range that despite his false statement conviction, he remains among the people protected by the Second Amendment, and because the government did not carry its burden of showing that the nation's history and tradition of firearm regulation supporting disarming Range, we will reverse and remand. You know what this means? This means that a man in Pennsylvania, I think it was, 20 years ago, lied on a public document on a government document he was he was convicted of a crime and then he was deprived of second amendment right he sued the federal government saying he's one of the people and here you have 
the Supreme, the the Third Circuit Court of Appeals, uphold the new standard advanced by the Supreme Court in the Bruin case, which was like six, seven weeks ago, that said that if you are one of the people, the government can't trespass your rights. So if you come to the government as one of the people, that is a presumption that they can't deny. They can't deny it. So whenever I come to them and I say, hey, I'm one of the people, let me make this bigger. Let me, this is going to be beneficial for you, if not for me. Let's go view, zoom. No, no, no. Let's make bigger. Bigger. 150. No, I, I view, zoom. Okay, that's horrible for me, but hopefully better for you. So if I come for one of the people, I'm saying this in Georgia Constitution. It's Republican in form. Sui juris. Why? What is sui juris? This is where a lot of people will go crazy and say, that's sovereign citizen stuff. No, no, it's not. Let's go back to our handy camera. We go to sui juris. We just look up sui juris. This is Latin for by your right. Do you have the power to use the rights that you have? Do you have the power to use the rights that you have? Come on. There's a lot of STs, 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 S-U-B, S-U-C, S-U-F, S-U-R, S-U-P, where are you at? There we go. Sui juris, Latin, of his own right, possessing full social and civil rights, not under any legal disability or the power of another or guardianship, having capacity to manage one's own affairs not under any legal disability to act for oneself. So the question is, whenever I say I am coming by right, do I have in a Republican form of government rights as one of the people on my own accord? Yes, I do. That's what this is saying. So now I'm noticing, so I'm giving them observations, and I'm saying first, last name of official, so that's Joe Frank or Joe Jim Bob or whatever your official's name is. You don't, you don't need the title. You don't need nothing like that. You just say your title. By necessity. Why are we saying by necessity? Every word matters. So let's go to the ends. We go to by necessity. Let me look this up. By necessity, we're looking for N-E-C-E-S-S. -S. Let's go, uh, where's this? By necessity. Necessity, controlling force, irresistible compulsion, a power or impulse so great that it admits no choice of conduct. Now question, who is the daddy of government? This is a trustee, this is who we're writing. The trustee is sworn to the Constitution because of the public trust. Who's the dad of the, of the Constitution? The people. So when the people are telling the trustees, stuff's messed up because you're violating my rights, I'm not asking your permission. I'm telling you, like, this is messed up. You need to solve it. You need to stop it. Okay? So I would go back to this and that you may provide due care. We want you to do stuff. Please take notice that the people have, by right, right, there's the, there's the sui juris, I've got my right, I've assembled to regulate government, Georgia Constitution, Article 1, Paragraph 2, uh, or our article, bleh, article, I can't even talk, Article 1, Paragraph 2, uh, excuse me, Section 2, Paragraph 2, Georgia's weird, Section 2, Paragraph 2, 
What am I saying I have the, do, the ability to, to uh, assemble? The people of the state have the inherent, which means it's God-given, right of regulating their internal government. Wow! What, what, what was that again? I've got the right to do what? Let me, let me turn this off. The people have the inherent right of regulating their internal government. So we've got here the power to come to these guys and tell them what to do. That's, I mean, by God we have that power because we're in a republic. See how that makes sense? So now we come back. Government is instituted for the protection, security, benefit of the people. That's me. And at all, and, that, and that's you. At all times, at all times, at all times. You don't have to wait for elections. You don't have to wait for Supreme Court. You don't have to wait for your county commissioner meeting. You don't have to wait for, you know, tomorrow. At all times, they have the right to alter or reform the same whenever the public good may require it. So what is our uh, issue that we're bringing up today? The issue that we're bringing up today is maladministration of elections and an unconstitutional form of government. Okay? So we've got the uh, we've assembled the re to regulate government. We do petition those vested with power of redress and grievance. That's Georgia Constitution Article 1, Section 1, Clause 9, or Paragraph 9. So we go all the way back up. Let's go back all the way up to uh, Article 1. What was that? Article 1. Where are you at? Uh, Article 1, Section 1, Paragraph 9. Article 1, Section 1, Paragraph 9, right here. The people have the right to assemble peaceably for the common good and to apply for petition or remonstrance to those vested in powers of government for redress of grievance. You know what remonstrance means? Let's look up remonstrance real fast. And that way you can know what that means too. Because that's, that's, that's a good word. That's a good constitution word. Good constitution word. Remonstrance. Here we go. Let's do the camera. Where's my mouse? There we go. Remonstrance. Expostulation. Showing of reasons against something proposed. A representation made to a court or legislative body wherein certain persons unite in urging that a contemplated measure be not adopted or passed. A remonstrance. It's a rebuke. No, don't do that. That's what that means. So we can come to those people and tell them, you know, don't do stuff, which is what we're doing, and that all public officers and trustees are amenable to them. Article 1, Section 2, Clause, uh, Paragraph 1. So we go back down here, Article 1, Section 2, right? The trustees are at all times amenable to the people, right? So at this point, we are literally only quoting the Constitution that they swore to. Then we go to Maxim of Law. The Maxims of Law... You know what, I'll, I'll, uh, is there a definition for this? There should be. Uh, maxims of law are things that are proven. You don't need to argue them. They've already been, um, they've already been demonstrated. So if we go to our Black's Law Dictionary, and we say what a maxim is, maxims are but attempted general statements of rules of law and are, and are law only to extent of application in adjudicated cases. An established principle or proposition. A principle of law universally admitted. Universally admitted. So everyone agrees with it. As being correct statement of the law or as an agreeable to reason. 
Coke, he's a big guy. He's a uh, guy really important in the common law, like three, four hundred years ago. Coke defines a maxim to be a conclusion of reason and says that it is so-called. He uses Latin. He comes down here. A maxim is a proposition to be of all men confessed and granted without proof, argument, or discourse. So whenever we use a maxim of law, it's already proven. I don't have to argue it. And here's the thing. They are universally accepted. So I don't need to, I, de, I don't need an argument. I just got to say, here's what the law says. By the way, this is the law of the land. Your constitution is the law of the land. Here's what the law says. And here's an argument that you agree with because it's proven. And you don't even argue a maxim of law. And the uh, maxim of law we're using here, all political power is inherent in the people by decree of God. Thus, none can exist except it be derived from them. And that's an American maxim. And by the way, if you want more free stuff, you got the million dollar law, uh, common law seminar at commonlawpeople.com. Just go there, click the button into your email. You'll get all of this and more at commonlawpeople.com. Commonlawpeople.com, a free $1 million common law seminar where we go over this in depth. But we go back here, we're going to use another maxim of law. An agent is a person authorized by another to act on his account or under his control. So what are we doing here? We go back to our, our thing. These guys are agents. What did this say? This said what? An agent is a person authorized by another to act on his account or under his control. So what's this? A person acting with power according to a public trust on the behalf of who? The beneficiary. On the behalf of who? The people. We are the boss of the trustees. The trustees have the power to use it for our benefit. This is the, this is the relationship. Now you might think, well, Jaron, how can you be this guy and this guy? You have to understand, this is me in my private capacity. This is a public trust. The public trust is supposed to defend my rights, both my public rights and my private rights. If I'm in my home doing whatever I want, whatever, I'm not hurting anybody, I'm not killing anybody, this is the common law. The common law comes from Christ, which comes from the tr Christian tradition of trying to put the wisdom of God and apply it to the world. That's why you live in a great country, because your founders love Jesus. So you're living your life. The government's supposed to protect your ability to live your life. But let's say that these guys don't do it, or let's say someone else doesn't do it. I am going to go to government as one of these guys, and we'll say, hey, this is a republic. I'm going to try to administer the affairs of government because it's open. So I'm going to use this open administration of government as one of the people by right, according to the public trust, to tell you guys what to do because y'all guys screwed up. Y'all guys messed up. And that's really what we're doing. So you come back here, and that's just all an agent is. An agent is someone authorized by another. You have the power of the public trust, and I authorized you to. Now, you might say, well, I won the election. Who, who made the elections, bro? Who made the Constitution, dude? Okay. So now we say, please take note that John Locke wrote that government dissolves, so government doesn't exist when, the delivery also of the people into subjection of a foreign power. Now, I want to say what foreign is, because already your brain started thinking international. Your brain automatically started thinking something that is not the definition. Let me show you. Let's go to our handy dandy hand cam. Foreign. Where are you at, foreign? Foreign or foreign, 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 foreign service. Where are you at, foreign? Foreign. 
belonging to another nation or country, belonging or attached to another jurisdiction, made, done, or rendered in another state or jurisdiction, subject to another jurisdiction, operating or solvable in another territory. So we're talking about jurisdictions. We're talking about a nation. Now, here's what's cool, is because whenever you start to look at the definition of people, let's go to people. Let's look up at the definition of people. The definite, and I'll just tell you, the definition of people is a nation. The nation is the people. The people is the nation. So whenever you have a foreign jurisdiction, right? Uh, not that. Let's go to this. So people equals the state. As the people of the state of New York, a nation in its collective and political capacity. The aggregate or mass of individuals who constitute the state. So whenever we come to this, uh, to this person as one of the people, we're one of the people, we're coming to them in a Republican form of government as one who has the authority. But John Locke is saying, when these people, when this state, when this nation is delivered in subjugation to a foreign power, and remember, foreign just can mean a different jurisdiction, what we're really setting ourselves up for is any time that there's a foreign power involved in an election, that power is not under the jurisdiction of the Constitution. This would be Dominion voting. This would be someone who is uh, participating in the election that is not sworn to the Constitution. If you are not sworn to the Constitution, you're not under the underneath the jurisdiction of the Constitution. If you're not underneath the jurisdiction of the Constitution, you are foreign. You're foreign to it. You're foreign, which is interesting because if you're acting in your private capacity, you are foreign to the public trust of the government. Because if I'm private, I'm not underneath the jurisdiction. This is why you have express uh, private trusts can't be regulated by the government because they've been made, according to the common law, outside of the, of the Constitution's public police powers. Powerful. So we're doing this. And this is uh, subject to a, a foreign power, either by prince that's like a magistrate or a king or someone that's got like the executive power, the trustee in order to do something, or by the legislative, which, which is the lawmaking body, is certainly a change of the legislative and so a dissolution of the government. This is saying that whenever the people are delivered into the subjection of a foreign power, that is a change of the legislative. You're changing the ability to write the laws because now you've put the nation into the subjugation, subjection of a foreign power. You can't do that because when you do that, the government dissolves. For the end, why people entered into society being to be preserved one entire free independent society to be governed by its own laws, this is lost. What is lost? Their ability to be uh, preserved, free, independent, be governed by the laws. What's the law? It's the Constitution. This is lost. We lose the Constitution. We lose uh, independent society. We lose our freedom. We lose to be the ability to be preserved. We lose our society when we are under the subjection of a foreign power. You get that? So whenever they are given up into the power of another, when you give, I should say, when the trustees... When the trustees of government give us up to the power of something else, let's say that they contract these third parties, these trustees contract with, let's just, uh, let's, let's not call it dominion, let's call it 
Po-Minion. We're going to call it Po-Minion Voting Systems. Po-Minion. And we're just going to call them, you know, we're just going to call it Po-Minion Voting Systems. So let's say that a trustee uses the power of the trust to contract with Po-Minion Voting Systems. Po-Minion is not in pursuance to the Constitution. It is a third party foreign to the Constitution. This is a foreign power. This is a foreign entity. And if Pominion Voting Systems has, let's just call it um, intellectual property, if it's got proprietary user agreements, if it's got the ability to relay information that the trustees should be in charge of, but Pominion Voting Systems is in charge of the information they're supposed to be in charge of, these people only have access to that information because they are trustees in pursuance of the public trust. The trustees cannot take that privileged capacity and give it to someone who is foreign. They can't give it to a third party foreign actor or entity that's outside of the public trust. They can't do it. So what happens if they do? That's maladministration. That's wrong administration. So we are telling these people, you can't put us into a foreign power. Don't, don't put us into a foreign power. And if your brain is thinking, well, that's international, that's like France, that's like Germany, it could be, or it could be a different jurisdiction that's not in pursuance of the trustee. That's not in pursuance of what the legislature is allowed to delegate. It, you know, another, another way to look at this is, where, show me where the Constitution, show me what powers and authorities the Constitution grants the legislature to grant a county to contract duties that would otherwise be performed by sworn actors to the Constitution, where can that county contract that to a foreign entity? Show me that. Show me in the Constitution where your county can contract to a foreign entity to perform duties. Now, why would I say duties? Let's look up duty in the dictionary. Let's go to, um, where's this at? I hope this makes sense. I hope, I hope this is, uh, as Dave Jose, my teacher would say, I hope this is good, uh, good eating. I hope this is good, good feed, good food. Let me go to, uh, duty duty let me get the camera duty where are you at pen duty a human action which is exactly conformable to the laws which require us to obey them duty is ordinary legislative imply the assertion of the power to command and coerce obedience so a duty is a human action so if you are in elections a duty you're performing your duty what is a duty that you do count ballots does Pominion Voting Systems count the ballot? Because if Pominion Voting Systems count the ballot and adjudicate what is, that's a duty. Because that's the essence of election, is to count the vote. The essence of the election is to count the vote. Who counts the vote? Does a machine count the vote? Or does a sworn actor to the Constitution count the vote? Because the duty is a human action. And elections are about counting the elector's ballots, the will of the people, the will of the elector. And you can't do that with a machine. Can't do it. Now, why is that the case? Because a machine can't swear an oath. 
And why do we know that? Well, because like we what well, like we read earlier, uh, the the duty, I should say the uh, where we say um, the the oath the oath of the trustee is binding on their conscience. It's binding on their conscience. And I don't care what you say about artificial intelligence; it doesn't have a conscience. Um, all right, let's go back to this. So that's what John Locke says, and he was instrumental in the, the public trust. He was instrumental in the Constitution. Now, Maxim of Law uh, 62b says, A repugnant act cannot be brought into being. Now, it, it cannot be made effectual. So let's look up repugnant, because people have heard that before. That's a, that's a good constitutional word. Let's look up repugnant. Where are you at? Repugnant. Uh, there we go. Let's do the handy camera. Repugnant. Where are you at? Repugnant. Uh, that which is contrary to what is stated before or insensible. A repugnant condition is void. So if my constitution, right? If my if the Georgia constitution says that all of government is of right origin is with the people and they're instituted solely for the good of the public and the trustees are servants of the people and at all times amenable to them anything that is repugnant is if the trustees are not amenable if they're not going to pay attention to you if they're not going to do what you say right like that's repugnant to the constitution this is the constitution and what the constitution says you got to be amenable so if you're not amenable you are now repugnant to the constitution Folks, learn your words. So you can't be brought into, into action. Right? Please take notice the people. By right, there you go, uh, God giving you good gifts again. We shall have secret ballots, and we just show where it is in the Georgia Constitution, Article 2, Section 1, Paragraph 1. So let's go to the Georgia Constitution, Article, what was it? Article 2, Section 1, Paragraph 1. Elections by the people. Who's the people? We're the people. We got all political power. So elections by the people. That means, now think about this. Think about this. Think about this real quickly. Elections are by the people. So if people are doing stuff, is that underneath the Constitution? Is that underneath the trustees? Is that underneath Pominion voting systems? Because if elections are people activities, if elections are the activities of the people, we're hanging out here. This is me and you talking about stuff that we do. This isn't even in the Constitution yet. And you'll find that in order to get a republic, it implies, I mean, the definition, I guess it expresses, it expresses the fact that the people choose. People choosing are elections. So you can't have the legislature contra contract with foreign entities, and these foreign entities can't have presumptions of intellectual property agreements or proprietary, you know, you know, uh, knowledge. They can't have this to restrict us doing what we do. You see how this flows? They ain't got that. These guys can't do that because elections are what we do. We do elections. We do elections. These guys facilitate them. If these guys violate our elections, these guys are null and void according to the Constitution. You see how we haven't even got into statutes yet. We haven't even got into case law. We haven't even got into what the Supreme Court says. We are just looking at the Constitution. We are just looking at the law of the land. We are just looking at your rights. 
No need to do the, the, the other stuff. So here we go. All laws must be consistent with the Constitution. I say this, you know, Article 3, Section, uh, section 6, Paragraph 1. Article 3, Section 6. We go down to Section 6, Section 4, Section 6. Where are you at, Section 6? You see how much I'm scrolling? You guys got to read. Read your constitutions. Section 6, what was it? What was I saying? Paragraph 1? Yeah, Paragraph 1. So we go paragraph one. The General Assembly, that's the legislature, the General Assembly shall have the power to make all laws not inconsistent with this Constitution and not repugnant to the Constitution of the United States, which it shall deem necessary and proper for the welfare of the state. So here we go back to the idea that the legislature, all laws must be consistent with the Constitution. That's right has to be and that power is only granted to trustees after they swear an oath to the georgia constitution now if you're in a different state we're going to change that you do whatever and if you're in different states you find generally where this is at so article three section four paragraph two let's go back to article three this is article three section four that's section five where are you at section four section four paragraph four nope Section 4, right, what did I say? Uh, paragraph 2. Paragraph 2. Each senator and representative before taking the seat which elected shall take an oath or affirmation prescribed by law. So lawmakers can't be lawmakers unless they've sworn to the Constitution. And then Georgia also specifies that for the governor. So Article 5, Section 6. Let's go back to Article 5. And we go Section 6. Section 3. Whoa, 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 where was that? Article 5, Section 6. Where did I go? Is this Article 5? Yeah, it's Article 5. All right, I got a typo. Where are we at, Georgia? Uh, election of governor. We want... We want the oath. There we go. Okay, it's uh, article. It's paragraph four. No, no, no. I'm right. Paragraph six. What did I write? I write section six. We want paragraph six. So we'll do this. We'll do some copy. We'll do some paste. Boom. Because you want to be right. Article five, section six. So article five, section six says the governor, lieutenant governor, shall before entering duties of duties, duties. Look at that. Human actions of office shall take oath or affirmation prescribed by law. So they got to swear to the Constitution too. So y'all guys can't do anything until you swear to the Constitution. And then this is saying, where form is, null it, form is not observed, a nullity of the act is inferred or follows. So it, this means that if all laws must be consistent with the Constitution, question, can you have laws or contracts that are inconsistent with the Constitution? No, you can't. And if you do, what happens? A nullity of the act is inferred or follows. So let's look up the word nullity. That's a good word. That's a good, uh, I was about to say good Bible word. It's not a Bible word, it's an American word. Here we go. Good nullity. Go to the handy cam. Nullity. 
Nothing, no proceeding, an act or proceeding in a cause which the opposite party may treat as though it had not taken place, or which has absolutely no legal force or effect. So if a nullity of the act is inferred or follows, if any law is inconsistent with the Constitution, it is a nullity. If any trustee does anything outside of the oath that they swore to the Constitution, it is a nullity. If you have a Republican form of government and you try to come up to your... Um, you know, po-minion voting system, or you try to go to the trustee county election official and say, let me look inside these machines, and you're coming as a part of the republic, one of the people, by your rights, that are telling the Constitution, I can do this, and these guys say no, what did they just do? They've just made themselves not amenable to the people. Once they're no longer amenable to the people, what did they just do? Well, the maxim of law that you can't argue with says... Where form is not observed, the nullity of the act uh, is inferred or follows. It, you, you're, you're done, man. You're done. Please take notice that elections belong to the people. Let me look up elections. Let's look up elections because we need to see what the definition of election is. Oh, election. E-L-E-C. Election. Here we go. There's our camera. Election. The act of choosing or selecting one or more from a greater number of persons, things, courses, or rights. The choice of an alternative. Right? So this is an act of the people. This is what the people do. So the people do elections. Which, if the people do elections, who does it belong to? If the people do elections, do the people's elections belong to the Constitution? No, the Constitution is the public trust made by the people. If the people do elections, are the elections owned by the trustees? No, because the trustees only have power because they swear oath to the Constitution, and the Constitution of public trust only exists because it was made by the founders, only is made by the people. Because all people have all political power, that's inherent, that's by God, by right. So if people are doing elections, how does Pominion voting systems tell people how they can run their elections? How does Pominion voting systems imp impact or undermine people doing elections? They can't do it. Let's keep going. We have the ele so uh, elections belong to the people by right. Now this is where you need to be really familiar with where was that? Really familiar with Article One, Section One, uh, yeah, uh, Paragraph Twenty Nine, Article One. Section 1, paragraph 29. Where are you at, 29? Right, no, that's treason. That's 19. 29, where are you at? Um, enumeration. The enumeration of rights herein contained as part of this Constitution. Part. Part of this Constitution. Right? So this is telling you that the public trust... This is what this means. The public trust is not going to say all the rights that the people have. The public trust is going to enumerate some of them, or in this case, part of them, part of this Constitution, right? Part of the Constitution is going to say what your rights are. So the Constitution is not a laundry list of all the things that you can do by God. Now, I want to say this too. 
I, I should have started with this. When we go to our Bibles, let's go to the Great Commission, Matthew 28. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And I want to show you where your rights come from in the Bible. Matthew 28, because there's some people that are like, don't blend government and, and Jesus. Okay, amen. Matthew 28, King James. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power, remember that, power, is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, not some, not half, not a few, all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe, ooh, observe, you got to obey, all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Power, power. Let's look up the definition of right. So if you've got rights and I've got rights, what does, what's the definition of right? Let's look up right. Definition of right. Here we go. Right. Uh, I want to come down here. Rights are defined generally as powers of free action. Your rights are powers of free action. What kind of God is Christ? What kind of God is God? A good God, a giving God, a loving God, a saving God, a merciful God, a wrathful God. He gives you powers. Those are your rights. You are culpable. You are liable. You are responsible for what he gives you. A tree will be known by its fruits. If you have one talent, use it to Christ's glory. If you have three talents, use it to Christ's glory. If you have five talents, use it to Christ's glory. This is why there's the parable of the talents. Everyone receives something. You better be using it for Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, In word or deed, do all for the glory of Christ, uh, Lord Jesus Christ. You have power because God has given it to you. In government, in the law, that power from God is your rights. So when we look at our Constitution, the enumeration, that is the specify, specifying of rights, power from God, contained or herein contained as part of this Constitution, which means that this is not all of it, shall not be construed to deny the, to the people any inherent rights which they may have thereunto enjoyed. Now, what other right do we have from God? Well, we just got to look at um, this. We've got elections. Why is that? Because in a republic, a form of government open to the administration by the people, the people can choose who's in charge. Where do we get this? Well, shoot, we get this from uh, Exodus 18, when Moses goes to his father-in-law father Jethro, and he chooses people to, to lead people, and they the you know the people say you know, you know these are our elders and these are the folks that are uh, overseeing uh, overseeing us, like there's qualifications for this type of stuff, and so this is what we have by right Georgia Constitution Article One Section Nine or Section One uh, Paragraph Twenty Nine that's what this is, the enumeration of rights can't be construed to deny to the people any inherent rights. So whenever we say elections belong to the people by right what does the law say about that being not true can they deny it no they can't no one in the government can deny that elections belong to the people in fact if you go and this is what i don't normally do but if you go right here i'll just show you this 
Because if you're an attorney, you're going to look up the corpus juris. Now, don't do this. You don't do this. We don't want to do. We want to do common law. This is not common law. This is the corpus juris. This is the second law of the land. This is what attorneys will go and use. This is the annotated. This is the um, what they will look at for the statutes in order to find case law to make their arguments. So if you go to this, and this is just the one for uh, uh, election of remedies to equities, right? To equitativo. So if we go here and we look at elections, we can see, and I didn't, uh, I didn't mark it, but this book says that elections belong to the people. Be uh, elections are uh, are political events, and they belong to the people. I'll find it. I'll tell you. But but it's it's like page. It's all. It's around two page two hundred. But elections are events that belong to the people. Elections are political events that belong to the people. I don't really care about it because it's not it's not the common law. It's it's case law. It's statutory law. We don't care about that. But the my point for bringing that up is the courts, the judges themselves, the attorneys, the statutes will say elections are political events and they belong to the people. So they precede the judiciary. They precede the legislature. They have to. They have to. You can't have a body of lawmakers without those body of lawmakers first being instituted, first having their own form, first being vested with their own power, and then you know self-selecting themselves. You have to have the, 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 the nature, the notion that gave them the power, that called them to action, and then the elections that gave them and identified them as the lawmaker. You have to. And then they got to swear to it. So elections are before, they're way upstream. So if we're here, we want to swim way up here. We want to go up here. We want to go to, to the people. So we go back. I hope this makes sense. Uh, we go back to this. Elections belong to the people by right, so it's from God, not because the legislature says, not because the Supreme Court says, not because your county commissioner says, not because your election board says, not because Joe Biden, the Vatican, Clarence Thomas, the sheriff, nobody. By right. Okay? And and this is where I'm going to say, you know, this is where we should say, and this is where we, remember, we are people, we've got all the political power, we are Republican in form. We are coming by our right. And I'm going to tell them what elections are. Elections are a single day political event that have paper ballots with qualified electors with duties. Duties, right? Uh, you know, are human actions, such as counting ballots performed by sworn actors, there's your trustees, to the Constitution. And government is dissolved when people are denied their right to elections. So what I've just tried to do is I've always tried to specify what things are versus what they are not. You always want to be in the affirmative because you want to say what things are. You want to be, um, you know, you want to be affirmational in your presumptions. You don't want to always be negative. You want to say that these are what they are. So we want to say the people by right have elections, and elections are what they're single day political events. They have paper ballots. Those paper ballots are used by qualified electors, which means you know you can't be an illegal, you can't be five, you can't vote 14 million times. You have to exist, you have to be alive. Um, you know all these are the qualified electors, which means that there's a, a qualification in order to cast a vote. Uh, now you have to have duties. So the the events have duties. What are the duties? 
such as counting ballots. What's the essence of an election? Counting the ballot. You and I can vote, but until you tally the ballot, what do you know what the outcome of the... What do you know the... Uh, what do you understand as the expression, the general expression of the people? You won't know until you count the ballots. So counting ballots is the essential duty of elections. And if duties are human uh, actions, you can't have machines count ballots. People have to count ballots. And because it's a duty, sworn people to the Constitution have to count ballots. And government, remember, this is of the mind, is dissolved when people are denied their right to elections. So if people don't have efficacious elections, if they don't have elections that have this stuff, what type of government do we have? We no longer have the government that we're guaranteed Republican in form. We no longer have the government here. We no longer have, um, you know, uh, where is it at? We no longer have laws that are consistent with the Constitution. Because now we have government that is not according to our rights. What do we then have? We have a foreign power. We now have a foreign power. Anytime, my argument here is anytime that elections are not single day political events that have paper ballots with qualified electors with duties, such as counting ballots, performed by sworn actors to the Constitution, government is dissolved and people are denied the right to elections because the people are now subjected to a foreign power. We are no longer in a Republican form of government, according to the Constitution, where we can identify as the people with all political power. We are no longer able to assemble to regulate government by right. I mean, look at the maxims. All political power is inherent to the people, right? So whenever we are subjected to a foreign power, we are denied our right to election. And we, that is against the Constitution because elections belong to the people by right. How do we know that? Well, the Constitution doesn't express all... Let me eliminate that space. The Constitution doesn't enumerate all of our rights, but it does say... Where does it say that? It does say the enumeration of rights is contained in part of this Constitution shall not be construed to deny the people any inherent rights which they may have hitherto enjoyed. Well, what other rights have I ever enjoyed? Elections. I've, I've enjoyed elections, and elections belong to the people, right? Elections are upstream... Elections are here. Elections happen here. They don't happen here. Pominion voting system is not where elections happen. Elections are people activities. They're people activities. They're people activities. Right? That's what we're arguing. All right, so because of this, we keep going. In cases of extreme necessity, everything is common. Now, this is beautiful because if you think about this, the extreme necessity is that if you're screwing up my elections... The extreme necessity is that the people have to be able to choose their people. That's the extreme necessity. Remember, necessity is by compulsion. It's force. It's irresistible. Government can't have trustees unless the trustees swear to the Constitution. And the Constitution has to have elections in order for the people to express their will to the public trust and who they want to serve them. So by extreme necessity... The thing that's the forcing function of all of this right here is the people performing elections, the people conducting elections. So when the extreme, in cases of extreme necessity, elections, everything is common. Common law. Everything is common. What's common? The people are common. Well, what can people do? People can choose who's in their government. So in extreme necessity, everything is common. Maxim of law. Can't argue with it. 
that people, please take notice, people are denied a Republican form of government. We've been over that. When powers of the public trust are used or duties are performed, duties are human actions, by actors or entities without swearing to the Constitution. If you have, follow this, if you have Pominion voting systems and Pominion voting systems or poll watchers or uh, subject matter experts of Pominion voting systems or anybody is counting ballots and they haven't sworn to the Constitution, they are foreign to the Constitution. So they are using powers of the public trust without being sworn to the public trust. So if you are not a trustee, you cannot use the powers of the public trust. So if you swear to the public trust, now you can use powers as a trustee. So if Pominion Voting System is not a trustee, Pominion Voting System has not sworn an oath to the Constitution, Pominion Voting System is foreign to the public trust. It's a foreign power. It's a foreign entity. Y'all thought foreign meant international. Y'all thought foreign meant like France or Germany or Russia. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, we go back. Uh, so here we go. Please take notice that maladministration, this is just wrong administration. It is wrong administration when ballots are not paper and secret. That's plain. It is wrong administration to distribute ballots to unverified electors. You can't just mail ballots out to people who don't you know, who don't exist, aren't alive, can't vote, illegal. You can't give one person, uh, you know, 50 million of them. You can't let ballot mules or mule stuffers or whatever. Uh, you can't distribute ballots to unverified electors, which means what? You got to verify. Let's go back to our handy dandy camera. Let's go back to what verify means. What does verify mean? Let me look it up. Verify. Verify. Where you at, camera? Boom. Verify. Where you at, verify? I just saw you. Verify. To confirm or substantiate by oath. Boom. You gotta be someone who's you gotta confirm or substantiate who these people are. Right? Verification is what? Confirmation of correctness, truth, or authenticity by affidavit, oath, or deposition. You gotta verify that these people are themselves. They gotta verify that they are who they are. What if they don't verify who they are? Well, then they're not verified. So we want verified electors. Why is this? Because we the people, look at this. I don't want people who aren't people using the power of the public trust to get the bad trustees to, to do crap like this. This is wrong because it trespasses on my rights. I don't benefit from government when you have unqualified electors, unqualified people participating. We need qualified people. We don't need illegals. We don't need people who can't think. We don't need people who have had, you know, tried to have sex with little kids or they've murdered somebody or they've done those things. Like those people are unqualified. They're unqualified because I don't want those morals, common law, right? And you know, just so we can say, let me look up my maxims of law real fast because I want to show you something. You guys might be thinking, well, that's just your opinion. Okay, well, let's just read the maxims. Let's go to Maxim 49i. Um, Maxim 49i. Let me look up my handy-dandy camera. Maxim 49i. Uh, I. 
The Christian religion is part of the common law. The Christian religion is part of the common law. Right? No man warring for God should be troubled by secular business. What is given to the church is given to God. That which is divine that which is against divine law is repugnant to society and is void. You guys, we have a common law system. The maxims of law are in pursuance, they are part of common law. And so you don't want people that are unqualified electors who, you know, are doing wrong, who are doing bad things. You don't want them. You need to learn the common law. All right, we get back. Please take notice that it's bad administration when people's elections are more than one day. We don't want a five-week you know, week early voting period. I don't want a two-week voting period. I don't want a three-day early voting period. I want one day. We know because the people that are scheming the elections are doing what? They're saying, well, you guys got this really long time to vote, and then most people show up to vote on election day, so they stuff the ballots and they do all these kinds of, on the preparatory side, and then they go, well, we can't count the ballots, it's going to take four weeks, and then they run up the score. That's where you get the Biden, you know, uh, the Biden jump, the Biden slope, um, you know, and so, and, and so we want one day, we want one ballot, paper ballot, voter ID, qualified electors, and we want people to hand count the ballots who are sworn to the Constitution. Because that's counting ballots is a duty. You can't perform a duty, a human action, unless you're sworn to the Constitution. All right. Let's keep going. So please take notice. This is now where we're asking for remedy. We're asking for the solution. That it is the people's petition and remonstrance. We looked both those up. That you secure the people's... Ooh, the people's... Right to elections by making elections one day... We want you to verify electors' identity at polling locations on election day before issuing paper ballots. See how specific that is? We want you guys to know who the people are at the polling location on the election day before issuing the paper ballots. Before these guys are able to cast on a paper ballot, you got to know who they are and you got to do that at the polling location. You see how all of that is baked in all of those implied tasks? only issuing paper ballots to verified electors and that only agents sworn to the constitution may count paper ballots no foreign power or entity is part or is part, uh, excuse me no foreign power or entity pominion voting system is party which means you can't be part of this to the official conduct of the people's elections so I don't want the media to be, you know, live streaming it, uh, well, like inside the counting room or anything like that. Like this is the official conduct of the people's elections. You have to understand in Afghanistan, we, you know, I, I was there in 2010 and 2014. I saw two presidential elections and the method that the U.S. military secured the paper ballots for the Afghan voting system is way more efficacious than we do here. Um, so... We come back and we say that good faith consideration for absentee electors should be made for the physically handicapped and the military service members unable to physically participate on election day. If you're out defending America or you're like physically broke, you're amputated, can't move, whatever, uh, I get it. Like you're, you know, we want you to be able to participate, but it's, it's good faith consideration and it's not just because you're lazy and, oh, I forgot, let me vote two weeks early because I'm going to go on vacation. No, cancel your stupid vacation and participate in your nation. Amen.
Um, please take notice that this is sent to you in the love of Jesus Christ so that you do provide due care because we want ultimately people to know the gospel of Jesus Christ so they go to heaven and not hell. And then you autograph it, then you date it, and then that's it. So what I want to do is, so that's that. Uh, I'm going to be doing this by God's grace for all 50 states. I'll be changing up the the different elections, or excuse me, the different constitutions to make them relevant for whatever. Uh, clearly, uh, I, I do spelling errors. Clearly, I do, um, you know, I, I get my numbers wrong. So you guys got to check me. So don't just take this and roll with it. The other thing I got to say is the common law is the law of the land. The law of the land is not stare decisis, it is not the case law, it is not Supreme Court justices interpreting the law, it's not statutes, it is the Constitution. That's what the law is. That's true. It's written. You, I mean, if, feel free to argue with me if you want, but I'm going to ask you, show me where it's written. I showed you in the Constitution, in the dictionary what words mean and what ideas are going on i showed you how you have the right to do it how god is good the great commission gives you the power that's your right to use for christ and if you're not using your power for christ you better um and the reason why government defends rights is because the common law tradition is that it's coming from christians and christians want to teach the world to obey we don't want to put a gun to your head and make you obey we want to teach you to obey because the christian way is better than anything else we got the wisdom we got the truth we got the peace we got the prosperity we have christians have the gospel Christians have Jesus. We've got the maxims of law. We've got the common law. That is ours. That's the Christian tradition. The Christian tradition. Okay. Um, now, the reason why we want to go tell everybody is because we're supposed to evangelize. We're supposed to spread it and teach it. One last thing I'll say. This is not turnkey. I've just said what the law of the land is. I've also said what it's not. It's not stare decisis. It's not the court uh, opinions. It's not statute. It's not case law. It's none of that. That is not the law of the land. That is not what the Constitution says. That is not how to secure your rights. But the entire political system, the entire government system, the media system, the education system, the law profession, attorneys, law schools... They don't teach this. So it's not turnkey because it's literally the entire world, the, the entire country does not understand this. They do not understand this relationship. They do not understand that we are a republic. They think that we are a democracy. And because we're a democracy, they're going to say stare decisis, which is like stayed decision. It's like consistent decision. You have to do case by case based on what the, the, the precedent is. No, that's not what it is. And just to, just to show you, because I don't want anyone to, to say I didn't show you, let me look up law and law of the land. Law of the land. This is one of my favorite things to do. So if we look at law, <clears throat> the definition of law, that which is laid down, ordained, or established, a rule or method according to which phenomena or actions coexist or follow each other, that which must be obeyed and followed by citizens subject to sanctions of legal consequence, right? So the law is the common law. It's the constitution. It's, it's what we've got going on, right? Um... Uh, okay, so now 
we want to look at law of the land. Law of the land is due process of law. The meaning is that every citizen shall hold his life, liberty, property, and immunities under the protection of general rules of governed society. The law of the land is that you get due process. And the due process is that you hold, you, the citizen, you hold your life, your liberty, your property, and immunities under the protection of the general rules which govern society. Law of the land is not law of the case. Case law is the decision, judgment, opinion, or rulings on former appeal or writ of error become law of the case. Case law is not law of the land. Law of the land is due process of law where you get a jury of your peers where you're holding your rights and you get that due process of law. The law of the land is not case law. Case law is not law of the land. In fact, if we turn this page and we go up here to the top, this says everything which may pass under the form, the form of an enactment is not the law of the land. So enactments are not laws of the land. Now let's bring this back up. Who does enactments? Trustees, the legislature. So the Constitution, the public trust, gives the legislature power. These guys swear no to the Constitution, and then these trustees, these legislatures, the Congress, House of Representatives, State Senate, Senate, you know, anybody who passes legislation, they pass enactments. Those enactments are not the law of the land. The law of the land is the Constitution. That is the public trust. The express public trust is the Constitution, is the law of the land. This is what we have in America. What we don't have is these guys get to make whatever crap rules they want to, and they completely forget this. So now what we're doing is we're coming to them as these guys. We are no longer here to just suffer at, at these guys doing their job bad, either on purpose or by fraud or whatever. We are no longer just going to sit here and be like, well, you guys aren't doing your jobs. No, 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 no. Daddy's home. The people have assembled. The people now understand we created the government. The government's a trust. The trust has powers that you can't use unless you're sworn to it. If you're sworn to it, then you can only use powers that this gives you. And you can't go foreign and make it to where these foreign actions, these contracts, these rules, these statutes, these codes, these policies, these rulings, these jurisdictions, these whatevers, can't be contrary to this. Can't be. If they are, it's void. Void. Hope that makes sense. All right, so that's one state. <laughs> that's, that's Georgia. Uh, Lord willing, we'll do more. Uh, so it's it's not turnkey because we have to teach people that. We have to teach the trustees that. We have to teach the public actors that. You have to teach your neighbors this. You have to teach other people this. When people go, well, what's Congress going to pass a legislation? Congress is going to pass legislation? Well, where am I? I'm up here. You're up here. I'm this guy. You're this guy. Because government's supposed to benefit us. We are not the derivative of these guys. These guys only have power because of this. This serves us, always. So when this is being done bad, we come here and we tell these guys, you know, fix it. And they're like, okay, roger that. So all of what I'm getting at, all of what I'm teaching, and, and my teacher here, Dave Jose at, uh, at Dave Cares For You is better than me. He's, he's my teacher in this. What we're getting at is to teach people this. 
to teach you your state constitutions, to teach you how to write your notices, to tell your government what the issue is. And by God's grace, we will get much more deliberate. We will get much more deliberate in the law. We will take people, we will, we will, we will conduct, by God's grace, we will conduct common law actions. We will file common law actions and, and perform suits against bad actors, against agencies, against entities, against these uh, legal fictions of the mind. But it's not going to just be given to you. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to think. You're going to have to pray. You're going to have to meditate. You're going to have to read what's written. If you're coming here, commenting here, saying, well, Jaren, this isn't going to work. Well, just keep moving. Just keep moving. Um, our founders won our independence. They gave us common law. They gave us a republic. They gave us a public trust. I don't believe that they had to do this stuff because they all understood it and because that first generation understood it they didn't have to like go through these motions well now we don't understand it so we have to use it so in order to use it we have to understand it and now that we understand it now we get to bring it in controversy with the way that it's being abused you're not going to be wrong like there's no attorney there's no law school there's no judge there's no nothing that can argue with what we've we've read none there there is no argument in the law against it i showed you what the law is there will be attitudes there will be incentives there will be ignorance and there will be pride against this and so this is the fight if you actually want to do something this is where it is the more the merrier, because as we continue, as we move forward, um, there's going to be some specific things that we can do in the law that take suit directly at these people. Um, but that's only when you understand what the law is, when you understand the basis, and you understand what's going on. Um, so, uh, please pray for me as I continue to do these things. Send your comments, links in the description below. Uh, and then also, if you want to continue to fund this work, if you want to help me and do what I do, because, I mean, obviously it takes a lot of work, takes a lot of work, takes a lot of time. I'm going to write this for all 50 states. I'm going to make it free for all people. One good way to say thank you, support what I do, but also take your money out of the godless commies. Take it away from the corporations and give it to an American-made company. Go to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, and you will be invited. You will be welcomed. You will be called either by me or somebody that's with me, and we're going to walk you through this through this private association and say, hey, listen, you don't have to buy like Walmart. You don't have to buy like these things. You can buy what you want. But now you get to do it in a way that is more common law, a way that's 100% American manufacturing. That's patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. I appreciate your time. Believe the gospel, friends. It's the only thing that matters. His death, his burial, his resurrection. We can save this country by God's grace. We'll save this country through common law. We'll use his wisdom and we'll do it. But if you're not preaching the gospel, if you're not bringing people to Jesus, if you're not preaching that his death, his shed blood washes away your sins, that he was buried and three days later he physically rose from the grave. If you don't believe that, you're going to go to hell. So if you're learning the common law, if you're like, let's save our country, but you don't know Jesus, stop saving the country and go learn how Jesus saved you. Go trust that Jesus saved you. Because if you don't trust in Christ as your savior, you're going to go to hell. And I don't want you to have an awesome country, a prosperous country, 
and then go to hell because you didn't believe the gospel. Believe the gospel. Amen. Till next time, Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, I am Jaron Jackson. I do love America. Do not quit. Lots of cool stuff, right? I had fun. Go to war.